I remember a story from my younger days at school. Uh, it's the story of the, one of the greatest uh, voyagers in the history, Christopher Columbus. And I'm not much interested in the historical accuracy of the story, but I take the, uh, the moral aspect of it uh, to serve the purpose of today's homily. Um, the story, I think the, his first journey, um, it uh, lasted for 102 days. And in the, in the ship, the Christopher Columbus, he was nearly 18 years old, set off to discover new lands, what we call today uh, the modern lands. So he was, uh, uh, he was off from Spain uh, with uh, two boat, uh, three boats uh, of crews, and uh, they were sailing for a number of months. And uh, so there was no sign of discovering a new land. They are in the midst of the ocean. And one point, the crew got really agitated and they were really upset, and they said, let us go back to Spain. There is no sign of discovering or landing somewhere. We are in the midst of the ocean, and the food items are uh, getting over, so uh, we have to go back. So they, they pushed him to turn back, to, turn back uh, going back to Spain. But he uh, persuaded them, they said, no, let us go, go ahead. One day we will get there. So, uh, and, uh, so they planned to kill him, so they uh, got their knives ready to kill and throw him into the, into the sea. And on the 98th day, uh, they happened to see some dry leaves floating on the, uh, what they call uh, dry weeds, uh, floating on the water. And uh, they began to rejoice because the, somewhere there is a land nearby that uh, the, the, the dry leaves is, is, is floating on the water, so that means uh, it, it gives some hope for them that the land is nearby. So if they pursue, if they go ahead, they can get onto the land, and they began to rejoice in the ship. And uh, then uh, uh, the, as the journey advanced, they could see more signs of hope. Uh, now uh, more branches of trees are flo uh, floating on the water, they're flowing in the ocean. And also then they could hear the chirping of uh, birds, the sound of animals in the forest. So the as the journey advanced, the, the, the sign of hope increased. And uh, in today's uh, uh, first reading, as well as uh, in the Gospel, uh, and also we are celebrating today the Gaudate Sunday, the Sunday of great rejoicing. The Savior is not at born, but why they rejoice? Because someone here is to, uh, who could show the, the Savior in the midst is here. And uh, Jesus is speaking uh, here in the Gospel about John the Baptist in whom all the prophetic office come to its completion. All other prophets spoke about, the, about what God told them, or they, they came with the message of God. But here John the Baptist, he, would, he could point out to God in our midst, behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And, uh, the, 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 and we rejoice because the sign of hope, and the, the Savior is near at hand. That's why we are rejoicing that uh, the, the messenger is here and he is to declare to us the greatest news. In olden days, uh, uh, if you remember uh, certain stories of uh, announcements of the king, uh, when a newborn, when a, uh, the, the, the heir of the throne is born, the messengers go out the street and they declare the, the, the good news that we have a new king, a new king is born. And they begin to rejoice then and they begin to celebrate and then they process to the palace and to, to see the newborn king and to, to celebrate there. But the rejoicing, that the hope starts there. So uh, in, in our personal lives as well, you know, when we go through hopelessness and uh, 
after darkness, we look for signs of hope. And uh, sometimes, often, uh, we look to the wrong places for the hope, and sometimes, which will take us to more hopelessness and despair. But uh, in, uh, in the second reading, uh, uh, James, uh, sorry, that's a wrong reading? Yes, no. Uh, he points out the, the Savior, that the, the gift is already given to us, the Savior in our midst, look to him. Because in the history, a sign of hope is established forever. On the cross, God has established our sign of cross forever. That he, he uh, made a platform and told the evil, do what you can do maximum to me. And he, perform, uh, he prepared a platform and the evil struck against the Son of God with all its maximum power. But at the end of the day, again God says, I have got more power over you. Or I have got more dominion over you. There, life reigns over death, hatred, love uh, reigns over uh, hatred, and peace reigns over violence. And the cross stands forever in the history. It is the sign of hope for us for, till the end. When we look to the crucified Christ, that's where we see the hope. Savior in our midst, who could say that the death does not have the last word in our lives. The sin that does not have the dominion over our lives anymore. The crucified Christ reigns over the history. And especially as we Christians, uh, we, uh, we, we are in an adventurous journey in today's world. That uh, the journey is so difficult. We have a vague idea of our destination, but we have forces against us. We have to look to the sign of hope, the crucified Savior. He is the only hope for us. And we have the assurance in him that no evil in this world can overpower him. The power of the cross reigns forever in the history. Anything can strike against us. Anything can stand against us. But if Christ the crucified stands with us, there we have hope. We have a hope to advance our journey, journey to our final destination where we meet him face to face and to have that communion where the great rejoice with the angels and saints, we, we could praise him, we could enjoy his company, we could be in that perfect love, in perfect communion. So in this Eucharist, let us pray that again, we see on this table, the sign of hope is revealed before us again and again. Here we can take him, we can touch him, and we can consume him, that we can invite him to our inmost heart, that he becomes our food and bring the sign of hope. The cross is being manifested in that bread, in that wine, before our eyes. So we uh, look to him and ask him that he will open our eyes and our hearts in the times of despair and hopeless, and even when things go wrong in our life, when uh, our enemies increase against us, that we will look to him with a great hope that he has conquered all, all evil and all that could stand against our journey. And in this Eucharist, let us pray, especially at the time of communion, invite him. He is our savior in our midst, not only in our midst, in, in, us, in our very selves, that he comes very close to us. He become, our, his body becomes part of our body. His blood becomes part of our blood. We are in a communion and intimate relation with Christ in that moment. Ask him to open our eyes and heart and prepare us for the journey ahead, that we will not lose hope, but we will advance our journey looking at our sign of hope, the Christ crucified.